Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stitch Please podcast. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode brings us the creative team behind So Creative Lounge's So Much Soul Quilting Conference that will be a three-day conference from April 14th to 17th. It looks jam-packed with so much fun. And you're not going to believe this. It's actually free 99 So not only is it an amazing conference with highly skilled and professional educators who are sewing educators and quilting educators who do amazing work, you can learn from them for free. It's absolutely fantastic. And this is a, this is, this project is spearheaded by the owner of So Creative Lounge, Cecily Habimana. Welcome Cecily to the program. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Okay. I unmuted. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here today. It it is very good to have you. Um and Ken, and we are and you we you are also joined by some folks who are going to be teaching at the mm-hmm. conference. So I'll let you um introduce those those wonderful folks, some of whom have been on the podcast before, some of whom are new to me, um, meeting um in this format, and I'm really excited for that. So Thank you for joining us. I'm especially grateful. Can you talk, Cecily, about what made you decide to do so much soul quilting again? I mean, I thought that this was a lot of work the last time. From what I heard, it was like, you know, a little bit of work, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, and But now here you are. You're back with another edition. Tell us why you decided to do it again. Because uh, I think um, my um, our community would kill us if we did not do this again. Um, it's something that they look forward to. Uh, uh, so we do it twice a year now. This is our fourth. Yes, this is our fourth So Much Soul uh, event. Um, the first one was in 2021 in September. Um, it was the sewing edition. We came back last year with the quilting and sewing. And now we have a full year again for um, the the quilting in April and then the sewing um, one in September. I love options. And I can tell you, I was at that first conference that you did and it was so much fun. I remember like jamming to the DJ in between the breaks. Like it was like the breaks were were so good. And like, I loved also how you could step away from the computer and you could still hear the music and you knew that there was still a break, but then you could come back in time and you weren't going to be late for your class. It was really wonderful. It was a very thoughtful and conscientiously designed um, program and execution. Um, And so congratulations to you and the team for that. Can you talk about some of the energy that you have to put into making something like this work? I think the biggest thing is that, um, I mean, we started this in 21, right? And so the pandemic was still very much in its high. 
Um, and, but we wanted it to be, we want to be able to transfer our energy um, that we would have if we were in the same space together to a virtual experience. Uh, so, you know, the DJ is one part of it. Um, we've brought on people like um, uh, Crystal Taylor, who came in and did just breaks just to to get herself up and, and moving. Uh, we've had, um, you know, from lectures to classes, like all those sorts of things. So that there was a good balance um, for the conference as well. I really appreciate that type of attention um, to detail when so many folks felt like, you know, things were so many things were out of control, that there was a place that you could go and step into and be guided um, to learn something new, to try something new. Do you get the sense that the folks who come to the conference are more interested in sewing slash apparel more generally? Is that why you started with sewing and then added quilting? Or is it is it something that quilting and sewing together both have something that people really like to organize around in terms of coming together around the conference? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the biggest thing is that it was it started with my background. So I'm a garment sewer. Um, and so that was what I was most comfortable with um, when we started So Much Soul. Um, but I quickly realized it's like, ooh, it's a whole nother world out here that it, that we need to um, bring together as well. And so um, that's why we decided last year, I was like, okay, let's just do it. Let's do it twice. Cause I didn't want to do um, the quilting and the sewing um, together. I was like, that would have been like a five day <laughs> event. You've been mad. I mean, and I am people because I'm sure that you would have had a quilting class that would conflict with a sewing class that I absolutely wanted to take. And so I really think it's very wise to split them up um, yeah. by modality. So I think that's really smart. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So uh, I, the last time I saw you was in real life in Atlanta, Georgia, back in February, where we were all, we were the top row of this screen. Y'all, if you are a Patreon supporter, congratulations, because you get to look at us and we look gorgeous. Um, and the top row of us were at QuiltCon, um, the Modern Quilt Guild's QuiltCon, um, in Atlanta um, just a month ago, which really feels to me like a lifetime ago. I feel like I am still tired from QuiltCon. Mm. I feel like people were like, Lisa, we haven't seen you on the socials. I was like, that QuiltCon had me fight for my life. I mean, it was a lot. And I say that as someone who was not doing what you two were doing, vending. I was not as on as you all were on, having to stand for hours and hours and hours. I was on. I was mm -hmm. recording and doing a bunch of other work, but still I feel exhausted. And so it's, that's one of the things that's the difference between the professionals um, like Lisa um, and Cecily that, you know, you all do it and you do it tired and you come home and you unpack that doggone truck. Thank you, Cecily, for putting some black women stitch stuff in your trailer because it was not going to fit on the train back to D.C. So we owe you thank you, big thanks for that. You unload that truck and you do all that stuff. And then maybe you take a couple days off. But on Tuesday, you're back at it. And now a month later, you are hosting another quilt conference. Um, but of course, <laughs> uh, one that is going to be that much better for being yours. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that I, I applaud your commitment and your ability to forget painful situations. I would like to work on that myself um, because I had a wonderful time at QuiltCon. But when I tell you, I feel like I worked my behind off 
Mm-hmm. Um, really, I, I keep looking back there. It's still back there. My behind is still back there, but I kept kicking it, you know, myself trying to get stuff ready. Um, yeah. And now here you are with a completely new and gorgeous program. Can you talk about the folks who have joined us here today um, mm-hmm. so we can introduce them uh, to our audience and to find out what they're going to be teaching in a few weeks? Yeah, so we have um, about 10 instructors that are going to be uh, teaching um, either lectures or uh, project-based classes during the conference. And so I'll just go around the screen. We have Lisa Shepard-Stewart uh, from Cultured Expressions. And um, let, let's back up just a little bit because I called Lisa out of the blue when I found out she was vending at Quilcott. I was like, Lisa, um, I have not done this before. Um, I don't even know, like, <laughs> what I'm really signing up for. So, um, you know, I want to just take a moment to thank her um, for just that guidance um, as we got, we decided to do our first um, quilting conference. Uh, quilting conference, it's, mm, how would you say, it's the, one of the largest ones, and then with a double booth. I don't know who decided that that was a good idea. The double booth. When you said yeah. that you had a double booth, I was like, right. this person is so ambitious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you it, it off. You pulled it off, and now you live to tell the tale, so you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, and I look forward to next year as well. So um, so then we have Lisa, uh, we have Carol Gary Staples. Um, and oh, did I, t- I didn't talk about your classes. Let me, let me, uh, oh, I'm gonna, uh, 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 uh. okay. So um, Lisa's class is Magic Nine Patch Clutch. Um, Carol Ooh. Gary Staples is gonna be doing a scrappy black girl magic um, mini quilt. Um, so it should be, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I had a, a chance to see Carol's work, uh, through Janet, um, at the prior conference. Um, and so when she recommended that Carol be in part of it, I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. So welcome, Carol. Thank you so much for introducing us to this, to, um, a small portion of a very robust and talented staff. I would love to hear more about Lisa's class and I would love to hear, I'm going to ask, don't worry. I'm going to ask everybody about their class because I'm nosy and I like to know things, um, especially about sewing things that I'm really excited about quilting things. What is this magic nine patch? It sounds like it's going to be a really great little bag. Is that what the magic nine patch is? And what's so magic about it? Do I not have to sew a nine patch together? Is that the magic? (laughs) I actually have it here. This is the visual. What? It's very cute. <laughs> wow. Oh, that is that 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 started as a nine patch. It started as a nine patch, right? And when I when Cecily asked me to teach, and I came up with this idea just very briefly, she said I kind of had this idea, and in my when I teach this virtually, I teach like six different projects. She was let's just do one of them. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we're doing the clutch this time, but um, in this I used um, batiks from Ghana. My favorite jacquard batiks you can use Ankara, you can use all different things. So we're gonna have different samples and it's a way of just piecing it and folding it that you get a really nice little effect, little patchwork feel like this. So that is really it. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, and I really grass. Yes, can you talk about that charm? Um is is that what it's called? The charm? This is an adinkra symbol. It's I call it a pendant or however, it's made of brass. I import these from Ghana and the all the adinkra symbols have different meanings. This one's my favorite one. It's Joini Mem, which is um, strength of body, mind, and spirit. Because it symbolizes the ram's horns, so that's what it what it means. 
and I use it on a lot of stuff. And then I realized that the fabric too had that same stamp design in it. Oh, oh wow. Cool. I didn't even realize when I was putting it together, I was like, oh, that needs to be here. So that was kind of it. Oh, that's really wonderful. That looks, you it looks. colors and just put them together and it's going to be fun. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And it looks like it's a project that you can, it, it does a great job of balancing, putting, you know, kind of quilting, but also doing something with something smaller. If you don't have time to do a large quilt, you can do something smaller and then you could take it with you everywhere. That's, that's wonderful. That's really excellent. Thank you so much for sharing about that project. Um, Cecily, who would like to go next? Uh, do we want to go back to Carol? Yes. Okay. Let's go okay. back to Carol. Hi, right. Carol. Hi, I Lisa. see that you are making um, that you are making scrappy black girl magic, which again I'm I'm excited about because whenever I hear the word magic, I think less sewing. Um, yeah. So I did have to say, like, is it it gets magically done, or does someone come along and magically unpick any mistakes I may make? Um, no. I'd love to learn how you... the scrappy magic is. <laughs> so you magically put it together. You just intuitively take some scraps and you just sew them all together. And I teach you how to make a little uh, iron-on applique figure that you oh, work wow. your magic and work it right into that composition. And voila, there you have it. <laughs> Oh, that is so wonderful. It, it sounds like you're inviting us to play a little bit. That there's a lot of inviting, play. I am inviting you to play and to use your imagination. And it's a class that nobody, no two will look alike because it's just you and your style and how you like things. And um, yeah, and, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. However it comes out, that's how it's supposed to come out for you. I don't have my samples. Cecily has my samples, so I can't hold them up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's at the studio, but you can also see the um the photos of the projects on our website at so much so quiltingconference.com. It's really such an exciting idea because I think some folks steer away from art quilts or things that they might see as art quilt because they feel like, well, I know some might say, well, I'm not a trained artist. I didn't go to art school. I don't know how to make art professionally or, you know, is it going to be good enough? And I think that that, you know, that makes it difficult to even get started. What kind of advice do you have for if you have a new beginner in your class? And they're like, oh, wait, I didn't know this was going to be art. How do you help to encourage them uh, to, to, to give it a try? Are you asking me? Or are you asking? Yes, I'm asking Carol. Yes, are yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah. I am asking you. Well, I bet you have a good answer. Yeah, because you know what? We all have an artist within us. See, so, I told you you had a good answer. <laughs> yeah, because you remember when you're little, when you first learned how to use your crayon, we all drew our pictures and we were all really happy with them. And then just later on as we go through life um, and then we look and we learn about perfectionism and stuff mm -hmm. like that, that we, that we lose it. But at one time, yeah, we, we all had it. So, you know, it's you it's it i'm gonna i'll bring out the artist within you because it's within everybody and mm -hmm. especially what i do because janet who you'll talk to next calls it improv which it is 
but I just call it putting scraps together. And that's less intimidating. Don't tell Janet I said that. (laughs) Black Women's Stitch and the Stitch Please podcast is grateful for all the support that made So Black possible. Special thanks to our underwriters, Spoonflower. Thanks also to Moda for generous sponsorship. Thank you, Bert, thank you, Bernina, for your wonderful support. Thank you also to Amtrak for partnering with us. Special thanks to those who shared resources to equip the space. This includes AccuQuilt, Orafil, Crimson Tate, So Easy, Ruby Star Society, Free Spirit Fabrics, Kai Scissors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Special thanks to Focus Right for making the live recording possible through the donation of an audio interface, the Focusrite 18i8. Thanks to the Bridge PAI for the initial funding, and thanks also to the Modern Quilt Guild for their generous support. Thank you all so much for making this possible. So Black is made possible by some amazing people on the Black Women's Stitch team. Christina Gifford, Janelle Velasco, Latrice Sampson Richards, Naomi P. Johnson, Shauna Jefferson, Jill Bates-Moore, Nikki Griffin, Coco Springer, Alicia Turlington, and Adrian Dent. And in full Snoop Dogg style, I'd like to thank myself for pulling this together and believing in me. Let's give it up for Lisa Woolford. And if you want to find out what's happening next, follow Black Women Stitch on TikTok and Instagram and sign up for our email list. Check out the Stitch Please podcast with new episodes every Wednesday, including episodes from QuiltCon coming out soon. I, I love that. I, I love the scrappy because it's it it gives this idea of you know of sustainability you can lo- use every little piece um mm-hmm. if you have things that might be left over they can have a home in this scrappy piece but also scrappy has this kind of connotation of like really kind of digging down into your own you know, like sense of resolve, you know, like a scrappy little, you know, like just someone exactly. who's, exactly. yeah, just like burgeoning yeah. confidence, someone, mm-hmm. you know, getting up the nerve to kind of, to do something. Yeah, um, and you'll and see personality will come out in the piece. Oh, that is so exciting. Y'all, this sounds like a, a really fun mm-hmm. class. Uh, again, we've only talked about two classes and there are apparently 10 instructors. So I'm saying at least 10 classes. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot to choose from. I am really excited to talk to talk with Janet Green. It is nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being here today. And Carol has already described you as improvis- improvisational. improvisational. Um, how do you respond to that? Do you accept or deny? Oh, they've dubbed me the improv queen. So well. I accept it. <laughs> Oh, that's delightful. That's delightful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody that knows anything about me knows that even if you give me a pattern, I'm not going to follow it all the way. I'm going to turn it into something else. Listen, you became a quilter because you wanted to do things your own way. I became a quilter because I wasn't making garments anymore and I still like to sew and create. And um, 
I was going to start with the traditional pattern, you know, pathway with mm-hmm. um, patterns. And I had this great Africa, this, it was like an African Vista and oh. some other prints, some animal prints. And I had this pattern and I'm like, I just don't understand why I would want to cut this beautiful fabric up into these little unrecognizable pieces and put it back together again. So I waited until I found the big block quilt and I put it together. And as they say, that I got the quilting bug. Oh, that is wonderful. And how long have you been? Uh, and so when you started, do you think you began with improvisation in mind? You sound like someone who, like you said, you might get a pattern, but you like to put your own spin on it. You want to have your own voice, even as well, you, you were know, learning. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that was it. No, um, I think I wanted to um, quilt the right way. So there's a traditional path that you go down. And I looked at the curated bundles and the traditional fabrics. And quite frankly, I found them incredibly boring. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So I had made one quilt. I don't even remember what it was, but I had all these cutoffs. And I'm like, this is too much fabric to just, you know, just pitch. So I just right. took the cutoffs and I turned it around and I did another quilt. And um, so my journey really started with a series I called Family Threads. So when mm-hmm. I made a quilt for one person, I took something from that quilt and moved it forward <gasps> to the next quilt. Oh, that's beautiful. And on and on and on. And when I got to from the adults moving into the kids, I'm like, okay, now how do I translate these batiks and things into a kid's you know, quilt? Oh my and I gosh. was able to do that. So after I got all my family quilts out, then I just started fooling around with the artwork. I know. love that. And do you remember how many quilts you were able to make like to, you know, in terms of, I, it sounds like a beautiful exchange that you start with like one quilt connects to another, connects to another. It sounds, it's really a beautiful way to connect the family. How many did you end up creating? I would guess I probably did maybe 25 of them. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. That, that is impressive. And they are all over the country. Oh, wow. That is really, that is so special. What a testament to your family, as well as the metaphor of like the thread that binds us, you know, the idea Mm -hmm. of quilting as that kind of language. That's really very special. Can you tell us about the course that that you will be teaching at the So Much Soul Conference? Oh, sure. Um, Actually, when they say great minds think alike and we make Cecily um, nervous. Lisa is working with a nine patch and I'm going to be working with a nine patch. Not like wow. Yes. Oh, so how, I guess I'm learning that there's lots of different ways to do a nine patch. Well, there's one way to do a nine patch. There's different sizes, there's different fabrics. So they come out differently, even if you're doing the same thing. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the nine patch and turn it into something totally unexpected. And if I had to give the course a name, we're talking about the shapes of improv, mm-hmm. but when I did the first test run, I called it fill in the blanks. Wow. So we're gonna take a nine patch and then we're gonna fill in the blanks. That's the first class in the morning. Okay. And then in the afternoon, we're gonna take that really beautiful unexpected piece of what do I do with this now? 
and turn it into something very practical and very useful. And that oh. is, yeah, that is going to be a lot of fun. I love making things where I know I will see them again. And I think that's one of the things about having something that's a special thing that you'll use for an occasion or for mm -hmm. something that you know you'll be pulling this piece out. Like you might make a dress and well, you know, I, I might make a dress and I, you know, of course I'll wear it, but it's not like I'm going to see it every day in the same way. That's something right. if I walk into this room or into this space, I know that this piece will be here. And so for the, the three of you all who are here, is this your first time working with the So Much Soul Conference or did you work with it last year as well or in the previous incarnations? I actually was on the, the list of instructors last year and I did intro to improv and we had so much fun piecing and cutting and piecing and doing even more of that. When I finally asked the group, I said, okay, what do you want me to do with it now? And they said, cut it. And so I just sliced right down the middle of it. <laughs> and they were like, no, she didn't. <laughs> so as Carol was saying, it's about permission to play. And yes. whether you call it piecing scraps together or whether you call it um, improv, it's just about having fun, being a kid again. Don't compare it to anybody else's. Just let the creator in you come out. That is so beautifully put. And I'm really glad to hear that illustration from last year's version of the last, not version, but last year, your, your recent teaching. What do you, what are you most looking forward to this year? Ooh, um, being less nervous than I was the first time. <laughs> yes. Um, after a year in, in the, with working with the Batik membership group, there are probably more expectations of what's going to happen because they've seen, they know my style. Um, I'm just looking forward to the fun and, and the way that we can take traditional things and turn them into unexpected and beautiful, um, useful pieces of art. That's, that's so exciting. And it's so beautiful. And I just love the way that you as and Carol are kind of turning us to think about what we used to do before we were socialized into perfection, um, mm -hmm. or socialized into this idea that it has to look like, you know, somebody else's thing in order to be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I still remember like coloring with the crayon and it wasn't about making sure that the house that I drew looked exactly like my house because it didn't, because every picture I drew as a child always had the sun in the upper right corner. I don't know why the sun lived there, but that was where the sun always lived. And I was more happy about just the making of the thing mm -hmm. than I, and maybe even telling the story I was trying to tell than worried about did it look like what my sister had done or what you know someone else had done. And that's a really powerful option to have. And I don't think many or enough adults have that opportunity. So right. to offer it for you all to have such talent and such generous teaching spirits and the conference is free. Like- And the conference is free. <laughs> I, it, it's just, it, it just, it, it boggles the mind and it's in, in, in a good way, in an absolutely good way. Carol, how about you? What are you looking forward to um, in this, for the So Much Soul Conference quilting edition? Um, well, 
so this will be my first year um, being part of the conference, which I'm very honored uh, to have been invited to um, you know come and teach at the conference. So I'm just um, looking forward to sharing what I do with people. Um, and um, like Janice says, her nerves are better this year than last year. And, and you know, learning from the pros with the, you know, how the, the virtual conference goes on. And um, yeah, and I, I, I am going to be in Washington. So I'm excited to come to the So Creative Lounge and be there and be in the room and and feel the energy and, you know, share with, uh, share with people. That sounds really exciting. I can imagine like the backstage that requires to do all this must be a pretty exciting slash, um, slightly high pressure environment. That, Lisa, that's what I hear. Deanna I, says it's a full production studio. So I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I think to make it look as good as it does on screen, and the way that it runs so seamlessly, it takes a team of people um, working really hard at what they are good at, you know? And I think that that helps it to go off so beautifully. Um, and that's what I've always appreciated. Lisa, how about you? Uh, what, what are you most looking forward to um, for this year's version, for this year's conference? Oh, sorry, let me, uh, me one more time. I, you're yeah. muted. I was saying dovetailing on what we just mentioned about the production quality and all that. I know what it takes to put on something like this. And I'm looking forward to just coming in and being just a teacher and coming in and doing my thing and hopefully hanging out for other parts of it, but not to have to have all that technical, you know, stuff <laughs> to deal with. And looking forward to a conference that's, you know, for us, by us. Um, I've been in the industry for like a thousand years and I couldn't have imagined that we would actually have, you know, teachers and have a whole have, you know, networks that we're building now. Um, from QuiltCon and before that and after it, it's just been a real experience to see, you know, see the growth and see like people that look like me that I never saw at, at shows and things like that that I was doing. So I'm just looking forward to immersing myself and, you know, just hanging out. That you get to really enjoy the conference, not host the conference, right? That you get yeah. to be a participant in it. That's pretty, that is, I, I can imagine that relief. Um, that relief is not... <laughs> That relief is not something that Cecily is going to have because Cecily is, well, I think you got a bit of relief because you're not teaching this year. You are now just running the conference. Is that true? Yeah. So I, I typically don't teach. I, I host the, the conference. Um, I'll do, um, you know, one little session, one small session, uh, just about more of like the, um, uh, just bringing the whole thing together um, is what I'll call it. Um, but I don't, I don't um, actually sit down at the machine. I, I try to keep that division of labor between my partner, Tisha. Um, she is everything in the classroom and I'm everything outside the classroom. And we don't cross those lines very often. That is very smart. That is very smart because without those boundaries, it is, it is very easy to overwork. Um, yeah. And so I am really glad that everybody is getting all set. And y'all, this conference is coming up very shortly, a, a little under two weeks away. Um, and there is plenty of time to sign up. 
Um, do you have any advice for folks who are going to be ordering kits? What would be a good time cutoff? Make sure that they get their kits in time for, you know, to, for them to receive them. You all have plenty of time. If you order your kit today, today is March 30th. If you ordered your kit today, like, I will put the link to the conference in the show notes of this episode. And if you go to those episodes, if you click it and you order your kit today, it will very, very easily get to you in plenty of time. Mm -hmm. That is one thing I will say that seems and feels very true. Now, Cecily will have more details about how close you can possibly cut it um, and ideally get your kit. Um, do you, or, or are you even playing those games, Cecily? You're like, listen, the cutoff is this. Well, we start shipping this week. Everything is in studio. Um, there is one million things to cut and pack um, during this week. But the first batch of them will go out um, during this week. And then after that, um, it kind of depends on where you where you live. So West Coast takes about, we're all on the East Coast. So West Coast usually takes like five to six business days to get there. If you live in California, you may want to just go ahead and order that kit right now. If you live in D.C. and you, and you want to come and pick it up at the studio, you can, you know, order up until a couple of days before. Um, so, uh, yeah. There is plenty of time now. Now there's plenty of time. Um, the, the, there is plenty of time and you can like you said that you could pick it up or you can have it mailed and you could you could if you're in California, you could order your kit right now and then you'd have a week to just sit around and look at it you mm -hmm. know wouldn't that be great um you would be incredibly well prepared uh but i just want to thank everybody for being here this evening um i am so grateful to uh, cecily and i'm going to go around and ask you all for a short answer to this question the slogan of the stitch please podcast is that we will help you get your stitch together i'm going to ask each of you to share your advice what your advice for our listening audience is to help us get our stitch together. Uh, Cecily, we'll start with you. Oh, wow. So when I, when I hear that phrase, I think about the, 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 the confidence piece. Um, and, um, we know, especially during this conference, we're not just sewing and quilting and such. Um, we are encouraging, uh, we, we have an encouraging environment, um, and we have to even like, even throughout the com conference, sometimes I stop classes because I'll see a comment and like, oh, you know, this or that. And it, and it, and it doesn't exude, um, uh, uh, they're scared. They're either scared or they're, they're, they, they don't think that they can do it or that sort of thing. So I've stopped whole classes. Like, look, y'all, look, <laughs> we're going to get this together. You got um, this. You can do this. Exactly, exactly. So when I when I think of that phrase, I think about that confidence piece. That's wonderful. Yes. Believe that you can do it. How about you, Lisa? What advice do you have to help us get our stitch together? Oh, sorry. One more time. There we go. Right. Okay. Uh, two really quick things. One is that perfection is overrated. Have fun. Enjoy the process. Just make what you're going to make. Let it guide you through and don't of stress over the, the, you know, some some of those details are not quite as important as you think, so enjoy it. The other one is that sewing and collecting fabric are two distinctly different hobbies. So if you buy a piece of fabric, don't feel pressured to use it, just enjoy it as part of your collection. Agreed, that is so wise. <laughs> I agree with both, I, I co-sign very much so. Thank you, Lisa. 
How about you, Carol? What advice do you have to help our listeners get our stitch together? Um, the main thing I would tell them is to just trust themselves. Just trust and believe that what you're, what you're doing is what you're supposed to be doing. And, um, you know, and quality comes with time. You know, it um, practice, practice, practice. You'll get there. If it's not perfect, that's okay. But yeah, trust your intuition. Trust yourself and say, I can do this. And trust, trust yourself. You can do it. Wonderful. Trust yourself. You can do it. And how about you, Janet? What is your advice to help us get our stitch together? Well, I'm like Lisa, I have the double thought. Um, One is that comparison breeds discontent. So the only person you want to compare yourself to is the you you were yesterday. We're always Mm -hmm. moving forward. When you start looking around, it's like, yeah, no. Everybody started at the beginning. And my second piece of advice, especially for quilters, is if you can't see it from 20 feet away or at 20 miles an hour, it doesn't matter. I love that. I 20 feet away and 20 miles and love it. That is, I'm going to tell, I'm going to hold that close to my heart, Janet. I thank you. Um, I really feel like you spoke to my spirit there um, with that second piece for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much, everybody for being here. I wish you all a fantastic, so much soul quilting edition conference starting on April 14th. I will be there. I'm, I will be there hanging out. I think I'm helping doing something. I said yes to something. Um, so I will absolutely be there um, having a good time myself. Um, and thank you again. Thank you so much, everybody, for your time. I pre- we appreciate you. Thank you so and much, thank Lisa. You. Yeah, thank, thank you for you, having Lisa. me. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Stitch, Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch, Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together.